yeah, you know what, fuck it. Yeah, you try to kill me, but it's the 19th century. Who cares? Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Underrated Podcast. In this podcast, we discuss the films that we feel are underrated, underappreciated, or ones that have just slipped under the radar and passed most people by. I'm Derek McDuff. And with me are Fred and Alan Torres. What's good? What's up? As well as Ariel Ortiz. Hello. Today we're going to be talking about Sunrise, A Song of Two Humans, a 1927 silent film directed by F.W. Moreau. Or Moreau. Uh, not sure how to pronounce that. It's German. And it's based on the short story, The Excursion to Tilst, Tilst by Carl Mayer. It stars Janet Gaynor, George O'Brien, and Margaret Livingston. The film opened only a few weeks before The Jazz Singer, which was essentially the first film of the sound era. And while critically at the time it did all right, um, critical surveys recently, like the Sight and Sound Poll or the uh, American Film Institute, have praised it. However, it has largely been forgotten by modern audience. In fact, the film is rarely even available on DVD or Blu-ray, unlike a lot of the other kind of classic six uh, quote-unquote silent films by the likes of Charlie Chaplin, Buster Keaton, and D.W. Griffin. However, in my opinion, the film is the greatest silent film ever made and one of the most important and influential movies ever. So guys, tell me, uh, I feel like I might be in the minority here. Tell me why you guys didn't like it. Um, it was, so I'll go first. Um, it was okay. I, it, the story actually was, uh, it was... In my opinion, it was kind of like straightforward, but it did kind of take me by surprise on one element. I did see that. So basically, the overall premise of this movie is is um, this man like starts to have affair an affair with this woman from vacationing, and I don't know why she's vacationing in this village. It's very w- weird. But uh, uh, you know, I, I was gonna say I thought it was because of they have like that that uh, what is it that lake or the the river there? I thought it was one of those ideas where you go to the right rich people go to the lake. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. I, it seemed I was just, like well, the lake the was river. very inhospitable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's, what, that's I mean, and, and I don't want to stop you. I just wanted yeah. to say I think it's, that's what it was like. It, let's see, go like down how rich the, people go to Nantucket and shit. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah but I, I, I don't know. That's I think it's because it's it's just that's how it was in the time. But it seemed like. Very marshy for a vacation spot. <laughs> um, Very this, universal monster movie. Yeah, this um, man. Well, he directed Nosferatu, so that's this, true. Yeah, this um, this man from this village um, starts having an affair with this woman, basically. Uh, um, uh, the woman from the city. That's her actual. Yeah, kid. from yeah. the city, but yeah. I can't think of the flapper, uh, like kind of like a flapper yeah. woman from the city. And um, start and so in a way to get him to the city, this lover of his proposes in murdering his his wife, and so he goes on and tries to murder it, but actually t- changes his mind, and they end up going to the city together on a day, on a day date basically, and falling back in love with each other, and then on the way back, they a storm happens and they basically get capsized similar to how the accident that was supposed to kill her um does and it seems like she gets killed but in the end um she actually survives and he almost kills the lover but doesn't because his wife 
mm-hmm. it's discovered as being alive. Um, so in my opinion, like I, in my, well, when I was watching, I was like, okay, he's not going to kill her, but he's, she's still going to die kind of thing. Yeah. So it did surprise me that she didn't end up dying. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I did, I did, I wasn't expecting that. Um, and I did look into this movie and how it is actually on number eight of Watch Mojo's um, top ten movies of the twenties. So going back to what Derek said and um, saying that it was, it is a kind of iconic movie in its own sense because it was a move, the first movie that had sounds in it. Yeah, it had mm-hmm. the sound effects. Sound effects, and um, I think they said something else. Um, but basically, it, it's iconic in that way, and for me, I think based on that, it's not as it it, it it's not on anybody's radar for sure. But um, it is an underrated, especially since it was kind of like critically esteemed, and it was it won three Academy Awards at the inaugural Oscars. Which I really want to get more into that later, but go on. Yeah, but. Um, yeah, it was a so it was like a kind of predictable story in my opinion. I mean, which movies back then were, and especially they kind of had to be with with the lack of dialogue, so they kind of had to be easy to follow. So yeah, I mean, I appreciated it. I don't know if it's my modern um, lack of attention, but I in the middle midway just because I was running out of time to finish it, and it was kind of dragging in a bit i did kind of like speed up the the speed of it and watched it at like 1.5 but overall it's it's a beautiful story of of kind of like love and like the rediscovery of love even though you know in in movie timeline it is unrealistic for to go from you almost killing your wife to like falling back in love with her yeah, <laughs> I say I beg to differ on that subject, but I will get to that. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. Overall, like the themes that I I did appreciate the themes of like kind of and then the sunrise kind of like Im- imagery of that of like fall and the title of t- a tale of two people or two humans was kind of song of two humans, a song which of I thought humans. was cool. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, overall it was it was okay, but I think because of it, I, especially in, in current time of it kind of gaining more acknowledgement on different um, sites, um, lists and things like that, it might have already have a, reassur- a resurgence of popularity. Uh, yeah, I mean, it does, it shows up on like IMDb top 250, but like most people haven't seen this movie. Like, I would have never I, watched this movie if you didn't make me watch it. <laughs> exactly. I, I'll be honest, I probably would have done the same. I, I, Honestly, like, yeah, the whole just knowing he directed Nosferatu got me into it because I was like, all right, I've seen Nosferatu. I thought Nosferatu isn't as good as a lot of... I have to give it another shot, but, like, for Nosferatu, I was like, this is very long for an old film like this, which a lot of... I think think a lot of those old movies are about... They're either 10 hours long or they're, like, an hour long. Yeah, old movies are just, like, whatever fucking time. Like... (laughs) And, and this one, my my two biggest gripes with it was, I I think it could have just been like an hour, like an hour and ten minutes tops, because um, there are like in the middle of the movie it kind of just drones a little bit. They're just 
having their little date and it's like all right cool where's the plot going and that and that and the well i guess the whole the whole herb just being like oh my god like you were almost going to kill me but let's fall in love again that kind of made me go I, i feel like that takes a couple of weeks to realize like I don't know how I feel about this person. She like <laughs> flipped the switch pretty fast and being at, like, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah, you try to kill me, but it's the 19th century. Who cares? Like, that was my only gripe with it, where I was like, maybe because it's based on the time, maybe in that time, attempted murder is a little more for, uh, forgivable. But uh, yeah, other than those two things, like uh, the ending with, you know, the, the happy ending, obviously. At that time, you couldn't really make really dark endings, which I would I think I would have liked the movie more and would have had a better moral if the wife did die in the thunderstorm. Like if they like because I thought that's where it was going to go. Where he's like, oh, I can't find my wife. And he starts choking out his mistress and all that. I don't think he needed to choke out his mistress, but maybe I that's think, what she's into. Yeah, maybe that, that's true. He did it two times in this movie. Yeah. King, don't kink shame. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I mean, like, I think if she and the, the the wife died, I think I would have liked that more because it would have been like, dude, you fucking had everything. And they had a family, had someone because she never looked like she had any animosity towards him. No. She looked like she was genuinely like, I love my husband. He's a great well, guy. If you read a little bit of it, I think, you know, the little bit that they read, they say that they had like a, a relationship, like two, like they were like two good friends and they had, they, you know, they they were really good together. Mm-hmm. Like the words, kind of like when they was written mm-hmm. on there. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah they were like children. I think is what it says. There was. Yeah. So it means they were like super, like lovey dovey, happy together. Oh before, yeah. Before Homewrecker came down. Yeah, because it definitely shows during the whole mm-hmm. long date at the carnival and, and all that. Like it, it's, I'm not gonna lie, it was cute as fuck. Like I was like, oh, that's pretty adorable. Proto uh, Ryan Gosling, you know, not being t- taking the girl out and not killing her instead. <laughs> Um, the, didn't he look like him? Like I, I thought he looked very old, like Timey Ryan Gosling to me. Like eh, eh, maybe yeah. kind of. Eh. I think it was the uh-huh. eyes because because they have to emote a lot with with their mm-hmm. face. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I saw some like wild evil Ryan Gosling in him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, yeah. Only, but I only think, God forgives Ryan Gosling. Only God forgives. Yeah, gotta go and drive. Um, but yeah. No, I mean. It's. I thought it was. A, it was a solid film. I mean, like, I. I just was kind of. Those are my only two things. I. Di- I didn't really care for was the time limit and, and the, the easily forgivable attempted murder. But other than that, I was just like, it's. I, I get. I get. I understand the themes of it. I understand the morals. But I don't know. I guess maybe it's just, out of my time. I did like. The special effects, though, I always love yeah, cool. watching old films mm-hmm. for like how they do their own special effects. Because nowadays we're blessed with like CGI and really good practical effects if people want to. But back then, it's very interesting to see like how they they do like just even scenes nowadays that we would call simple over there. They're like, "Fuck, how are we going to do these dudes walking down the middle of a you know a, a, a busy street?" Film. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was really groundbreaking cool. with his special effects. Mm. Well, yeah, Fred. All right, look. Uh, I'm just gonna go with it. I think the movie was too long. You could have cut little stuff out, right? And this is this is. I'm not. 
Uh, see, unlike you guys, I'm not the hugest movie buff, I guess you could say. I've seen plenty of movies and plenty of weird movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I enjoy every every single movie I watch. I do find something to enjoy about it. Even though I, it, I'll give my honest opinion, but that doesn't mean that I didn't enjoy it. So like, even when I trash a movie, I did enjoy the movie because I watched it all the way to the end. I don't, I, if I didn't enjoy it at all, I would have just cut it in the middle and just said I, I couldn't watch it. It was dumpster fire. So <laughs> I watched this movie. But it was too long. Mm-hmm. Just, I, I agree with you guys. The, the thing is, you get the gist of it that you you get the the cheating, you get the stuff. Uh, the longest part is always that that when they were in the town, some of the stuff was cute and it worked, but some of it just felt like it took too long. Like when they mm-hmm. were taking their pictures and stuff, and he breaks the statue. Ha ha ha! Funny, funny, cool. Like that that scene was great. But the barbershop. The barbershop was the barbershop. Oh, they yeah. kind of condensed it a little bit. Was it was cool when the barbershop when he went to go cut the rose. I get that. He's a man's man, and he's proving to this other guy like, "Don't touch my woman." Even though yes, he's a cheater, there's still something about that that he's like, "I'm a man's man. You're you're coming onto my." And I'll say it like this, and I don't want anybody to take it to heart or anything like that. But back then, that's how it was. This is like my property. This is my lady. And you're you're you know you're trying to you know do this in front of me like do you see me of less of a man? And then that's why he cuts the flower and the other guy freaks out, like oh I'm gonna get knifed. You could have cut the scene down a little bit between you know the other stuff that was going on, but I get it you know they're trying to be cute and all this stuff. Uh, the church scene makes sense. You had to have that in there because that's where he realizes oh my God I've got everything that I wanted. What's going on? Uh, but yeah, a little bit of the walking, a little bit of the just there's there's a little piece you could cut off. It does make sense for the time. Uh, men, we're not always uh, good people, especially back then. You were allowed to beat your wife. You were allowed to have mistresses, and I'm not saying like allowed like it's fine, but women were put up with it. I'm not saying that nowadays, or I'm not saying whether it's right or wrong. I'm just speaking on the times. A lot of stuff used to happen mm-hmm. back then, and a lot of women did get beat and things like that. And he's from the farm. So even then, there's probably a, a lesser degree of education there, let's say. So it's even more, you know, the rural. Well, this other girl's in the city, you know, and you could see it by the city life and the stuff they go see. Uh, he he goes, cheats on his wife, comes home late, go, falls asleep on the, on the bed. She even tucks him in, even though she knows, because you see her crying and you know she knows where he's at and who he's with. But she has to be okay with it. So, I mean, the movie does play on its time. It just shows you stuff. And it, it is, it genuinely, as a movie, it is a nice movie. Uh, not normally my cup of tea with, like... Because uh, the black and white and the no sound and stuff like that, that's not that bad. Like, I've seen a lot of Latin movies in Spanish that were black and white and had, like, very little sound and mm-hmm. very bad sound effects because back in the day there was no cable. And so the movies I watched were movies that my mom watched in her times when when she was younger so a lot of them were black and white they did have some sound but it wasn't like like movies of right now and i'm okay with those things so i was okay with the way this movie is i just the story was very simple and it just felt like it dragged on mm-hmm. and it, it it's it's a good movie it, it does well in what it does it does convey its emotions that it needs to uh i think it might have been more impactful and more powerful like you guys said if the wife had died Mm-hmm. I think it would have it would have gave you a, a more visceral punch in the, in the in the gut to say wow you really did lose because at the end of this movie he learns nothing 
right? If not he, to say he, that, he, if not to say that, he got his cake and ate it too. It too, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Not that he doesn't realize I have a good thing, but he 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 messed up everything, and still at the end of the day, still comes out the hero. So uh, obviously, probably because of the times, that's mm-hmm. how men are heroes. But it's it it is a good movie. Now, are people gonna watch it nowadays? I don't know, man. I mean, it's a tough one to ask. A movie buff, a, a historical movie person, a person that uh, wants to to say from the mountaintops that I know it all. Yeah, they all watch this movie. So a new young guy, I don't know, man. That's that's a rough one. It's a, it's a it's a black and white. It has sound, thank God. If it didn't, I don't even know what I would say right now. At least there was some kind of sound, some kind of music, some kind of stuff to it. So it made it a little bit more palatable. But it is a long movie. I don't even know how long it was, but I felt it's like I was watching. It's an hour and a half. I'm, I'm, I'm it's, really, I'm like like. You guys would say it's long. I'm like, it's it's an hour and a half. It's not no, no, but, but, no, but, no, but, no, but an hour and a half with no, an hour and a half with no excitement. Because I was gonna say mm-hmm. an hour, and a, an hour and a half movie where that's just action packed. Every second you're like this, boom, boom, boom. You feel like it's ten minutes. A I, movie that has not a lot of action that has a more stuff. An hour drags on feels like three. It's it's crazy. I'm not saying that it that it is long. I'm saying that it feels long. It feels I, very long. Yeah, yeah, I think for me too that the predictability of it mm-hmm. like even though yeah I, the if she did if the wife did die at the end it would probably be more impactful more realistic mm-hmm. but like i said before i had predicted it i had yeah. predicted like after all this this is gonna happen and oh yeah well I, the moment the moment he tied her to the fucking string i yeah. was like oh she's gonna live so i think just the feeling of knowing the ending like half an hour before uh, half an hour into the movie kind of made it made it a bit more drag dragging on Mm -hmm. especially like i mean the city scenes they were good they did serve some purpose but overall each scene with them like just ensured the same purpose of them becoming coming back as a couple Mm -hmm. so it might have been somewhat of the repetitiveness of this it was. It did have beautiful visuals for the time, and I do respect. Mm-hmm. And I respect, mm-hmm. like, especially in the carnival, like just that. Oh, that was that was nice. Oh, oh the carnival so was dope. The carnival was nice. Like, you could see, even though like the the zeppelins above were definitely like um, paper and they weren't real, but you kind of like had that grandiose feeling. Yeah. Like the yeah, pig getting drunk in the 1920s. Mm-hmm. That was funny. And, and you know the they, they used oh, little yeah. people for that scene for perspective because like they the sets were too small, so he just had like little people um for like perspective to look like people walking. Around the fucking background. fooled me, dude. Yeah. I legit thought it was like I thought it was just a studio. Like I thought they they just made it in a studio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you film like two different. That, I'm like, holy lines. shit! Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, never mind. Yeah. So I did. I do enjoy and respect and see like that. This was a very, like, important and and um, impressive showing of cinematography. Mm-hmm. And in today's, like, with the practicality mm-hmm. you're saying, that's, like, very ingenious. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, yeah, I did enjoy it for that case. But, uh, but yeah, still, overall, it was, it felt longer than it was. Mm-hmm. I will, uh... I uh, let me just get into it a little bit because you know I'm the one obviously who recommended this movie 
Um, I'm not usually a big silent movie guy. I really, I've watched a lot of the kind of quote unquote classics. They usually don't do it for me, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen all like Chaplin stuff, you know. Like I watched, you know, um, Intolerance and you know Buster Keaton, and it's uh, it's a lot of that stuff that is really famous from those days. Is one of two things. It's either like slap, like a lot of slapstick humor that you kind of like are like okay whatever or it's a lot of just kind of like like big like intense stories like fucking birth of a nation and shit you know all this and um this one is what i love about is it's just simple and and i think like a lot of the things you guys were saying that like you didn't enjoy were things that i enjoyed the most i love the simplicity of it that it's just like these characters they're not even really characters they're more just kind of like archetypes they're just the man the wife the woman from the city and it's the whole thing about that is it's like, well, it does have kind of it is from the twenties, and you do like okay, you're like that's a flapper. It really could be anybody, anywhere, anytime. You know, like there's a city, there's a farm, there's rural, there's and then there's just people. And I think that you need to have that whole second act where you guys felt like it dragged, and they're kind of like falling back in love because otherwise the ending does not land. The ending where yeah, you're exactly, like, I agree with that. Yeah, he's like so concerned about his wife. And, you know, like everything, like if, he, if it's like, okay, he was just about to kill her and then they spent 10 minutes of love and now she's about to, to you know, die. You, you don't really care. But because you have that time to, where you like feel like, oh, wow, they really are in love. They're dancing, you know, they're like hanging out with that pig. They're like have the, all the antics and, you know, with the, the shaving and the head falling off the thing. You know, I feel like that really, really sells the love story of the movie and kind of like makes it very relatable and I feel like this movie, even though it hasn't stood the test of time um, when it comes to the average moviegoers as much as a lot of these other movies, it is much more like it does. If you watch it today, it holds up a lot better than, you know, because a lot of the movies from back then, like they are like de- like I mentioned Birth of a Nation, which was considered for like decades, like the greatest movie ever made. That movie's about the fucking KKK. That is not a good mm-hmm. movie or even something like The General. Um, which is uh, Buster Keaton, that movie, it's about the Civil War, and it's the kind of like it's told from the Confederates' point of view, and it makes the Union out to be bad guys, which is interesting because it's based on a true story, and they flipped it because they're like, at the time, they're like, oh, like everybody thinks that the Union was the bad guys, and the the South was great. And I'm like, oh, not, that's not a good look in fucking 2020. But this movie, just with it being like it having no like actual definitive anything, like it can be about anyone, anytime, and it really is timeless. Um, but I think the reason that it has just faded over the years while these other ones have kind of endured is because it didn't have a champion. The director died only like six years after it came out, while you know people like Charlie Chaplin and Buster Keaton and D.B.O. Griffith, where they were like keep re-releasing the, their movies up until like the 60s, died and stuff, and made sure that they, you know, people kept them at in the rotation as these great films eventually this movie kind of has had a comeback but only for like like we're saying big film buffs and like i said at the opening it came out just before the jazz singer so it kind of like ended the silent film era but i really like a lot of the weird german expressionist stuff that um was in this movie because the guy who fw morale was a german expressionist he didn't really want to have any title cards. They made him put in a few, but they're used very sparingly. I think they're used kind of creatively when they are used, like 
when you see the what if she got drowned and it kind of like floats up and it's kind of like artistic and cool um and it does a lot of things that you honestly could not do with a silent film couldn't make a movie where it's just like the man the wife like you know when he's calling out to her on the lake if this was a sound film you'd have to have him like saying a name but this it could just be anything like you know and a lot of silent films they they just kind of like utilize it just for comedy or whatever they don't have they don't do things that you can't do with sound pictures and this is a movie that takes what should be limitations and makes them strengths i totally agree with that because i mean it does make the film because like i said a lot of the emoting is the face like like all the main actors you just see them always like like you know like especially since black and white there's no colors there's no nothing that grabs your attention by the character but like the main actors you can tell like they they just pop compared to everybody else and I, I appreciated that about it that they were able to deliver a story with just you know sound effects every now and again one line of dialogue or something and there were like five words too every line of dialogue was super small so being yeah. able to use like techniques like that like you said yeah like this movie I can even see it be done nowadays if they really wanted to go with it they want to Ryan Gosling. make it get Ryan Gosling <laughs> And Ryan Gosling, Emma Stone. For the here's a, Stone you know, here's the thing. This this is uh, the template. Not not that I want to interrupt, but I'm saying, but mm-hmm. this is basically the template of like if you watch the Notebook. You, I mean, without the cheating part, but I'm saying, you know, the love part, the stuff. That, this is the template attempted that is murder. in a lot of movies. <clears throat> attempted murder, but no, I mean, it, it is in a lot of movies. You know, the 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 separation, the coming back together, the rekindling of the love. Like that's a that's a typical trope that you 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 see in a lot of movies that give you that that's what i'm saying this movie isn't bad mm-hmm. because it's got those things that, that, that a lot of movies do it's got that that it's the heart it has the heart and mm-hmm. that's why you at the end of the day whether it is your cup of tea or not you do you do come out with a, a good feeling of the movie it does have that like heart. you appreciate it for what yes, it is for what it is exactly yeah well yeah i'm really glad you guys watched it and you know um we're able to give your opinions because i feel like it is a movie that you know more people need to see I would, you know, really recommend it over any other silent film. You know, even the ones I like, um, like, uh, fuck, what's the one where Charlie Chaplin's in Alaska, The Gold Rush? I like that one, but this one just is way above it. And before I get get too off track, I did mention that I wanted to talk about how it won some Academy Awards. But honestly, the Academy Awards are another reason this movie kind of got fucked over because it was the first ever Academy Awards. Um, when this movie came out, um, was recognized that year, and they really hadn't figured their shit out yet. Like they, it was the 1929 Academy Awards, so they recognized 1927 and 1928. And um, first of all, it technically won three Oscars: one for cinematography, obviously. Um, it also won for Janet Gaynor Best Actress in a Leading Role, but she really actually—it's only like a third of an Oscar because she. They were just like, at the time, they're like, oh, it's just Best Actress. Like, not Best Actress for a specific movie, just, like, Best Actress. Because she was in three movies. She was in two other movies, so she just won the Oscar for performance in all three of them. Oh, and, wow. And then it also won um, the Academy Award for Unique and Artistic Picture, which is only an Oscar that was ever given out at the first Oscars. So there, that year, there was kind of, like, two Best Pictures, essentially. There's the other Best Picture, which went to Wings, which was called something, uh, something else. 
And so they were like, okay, these are kind of like the two best pictures. And then the next year, they're like, you know what? Like, we're going to get rid of the Oscar that Sunrise won, Academy Award for Unique and Artistic Picture. And we'll just say there was only really ever one best picture, and that was Wings that, that, that won this year. So, like, when people ask, what was the what won the first best picture? They always say Wings. Even though, really, Sunrise actually did. And it was kind of, like, weird because it was kind of, at the time, they're like, oh, Wings, like, we'll have one category for kind of, like, the more fun movies. Like, Wings is, like, a weird World War One like, dance number thing where they do like dancing on the by wings of planes and this one is supposed to be kind of like the more artistic artsy film which is what the oscars recognize now and that's been swept under the rug by the academy and obviously janet gaynor has a great performance in this she actually of the three actors in this she went on to be a star in the sound era and i think you can kind of really tell that she does have that kind of um, naturalistic acting. A lot of them, all, all the actors in this, I think, aren't doing that kind of like huge, huge silent film acting. Like a, It is a little bit, but it's not like over the top like you see in a lot of movies. Especially Janet Gaynor, who she went on to be win another Oscar. She was the, in the very first A Star is Born mm-hmm. before Barbara Streisand or Lady Gaga or uh, Judy Garland. She was the very first um, Star is Born. And you can really tell that she's got a lot of acting chops and it's a shame that, you know, this movie is just kind of like, has, there's all this revisionist history where, it, you know, it should have been the first ever Oscar winner. It was almost destroyed in 1937 Fox vault fire, but they managed to recover 35 millimeter of it. So it luckily has managed to survive to today. But yeah, I would say I really hope that if anyone's interested in silent movies at all, check this out. Even if you're not and you want to see something different, than the movie you're normally used to seeing a movie shot in a different way, I should say, because it does have, you know, a very simplistic story, which I enjoy, but it is made in a way it's told in a very different way. And if you want to check something like that out, watch this movie. Yeah. And I was just thinking, um, uh, about how it's possible that while there's other outlets that are gaining, um, are giving it recognition now, like watch mojo and, the other ones that you've discussed that we've discussed but there's also like the upsurgence of that style of black and white like maybe you know people who like the lighthouse and like that style of you know the 30 millimeter and just want to like see the true versions and and movies of that era will go go back and see this as as one of those um depictions of that style mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'd like to see more stuff like, like, I was really disappointed with The Artist because it's a very, like, it's just like a movie about black and white movies, about silent movies, that's a silent movie, but they don't really do anything with it. There's nothing that they do in, like, if that movie had had sound, it would have been the same movie. There's nothing about that movie that it being in black and white and silent changed it at all. In fact, they actually shot it in color for some reason. So I would like to see more stuff like this. You know, I love, like, our first episode was on Speed Racer. I love movies that are just different. And this movie is very different. Yeah, I, I one way I really appreciated it. Um, it. It was nice to get something a little different. I had been thinking about it for a while, too, where I wanted to get something. Because a lot of our films are pretty recent. I think bef- 
before this one, I think Ernest Scared Stupid might have yeah. been like the oldest one. Yeah, Ernest Scared so, Stupid and the Rocketeer both came out in 91. Uh, that, yeah, that was the best so. movie that we've reviewed here. I want to let you guys know that. <laughs> and But like that's part of the reason why I chose it. I was like, let's do something different. Let's go back, like way back before. Most of our movies are from let, like 2000 Let's onward. go back to 1890. Let's not go that back. Let's not go that back. Let's not go too far back. I I recommend. I can't remember. I think it's just called the haunted house. Uh, Super. Oh, I think. I think it's. I think it's so old. I think it's so old. It was just called the new house at the time. It wasn't haunted. It was like I think they legit just called it the haunted house, and like that was the first haunted house like movie, and it's. It's effects. It's five minutes, like five ten minutes long. I was like, that's perfect. That's pretty good. That's it. That's all you need. And that's old. I think it's like 1899 or something. It's oh, pretty fucking old. But yeah, I appreciated this one a lot. I, th- I mean, uh, even I mean, it's like anything. Like the the, the even the more recent films I would review. I mean, I I didn't want to give it. It's like, um, I didn't want to give it like leeway because it was an older film. Because I feel like a lot of people go, oh, you know, it, it always goes both ways. It's yeah. either it's an old movie. And it's black and white. It must suck, or it's a really old movie. It must and be great. It's a black and white. It must be amazing. It must be an instantaneous classic of right. golden age Hollywood. And I'm like, mm-hmm. no. Sometimes I'm just not it. Like I said, Nosferatu. I'm a big horror guy, and I remember watching it, and I was like, damn, this is kind of boring. Mm-hmm. I was like, I understand, you know, the 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 the, the hand thing, shadow, or whatever the fuck, mm-hmm. iconic. But after that, you're like, okay. It's a vampire that's, uh, movie. Let's, let's go. Keep going. Yeah. No, and but, you know what? Yeah. I agree with you, Alan. You know that that's the thing. Uh, I try to give all these movies my most subjective feel, even for my favorite movie, some of least favorite movie. I know I joke around sometimes, being like, "It's the best movie." Ever. It's they're not. It's a movie, and I like to judge every movie the same. Whether it was this black and white movie or uh, a Shakespearean movie or something, I don't know. I don't care. It's it's all the same. You know, I'm gonna watch them the same. I'm gonna try to enjoy them the same, and at the end, I'm gonna give my if anything, if the listener can take anything away, we're going to give our honest opinion on it. Mm-hmm. Even whether it won 70 Academy Awards or won none. Or whether it won 10 gold raspberries. Yeah, it, however it goes, whatever movie or whatever we're going to review, we're going to give our honest opinion. Whether we all agree with it or disagree with it or what happens, we just, I mean, that, that that's what we want to convey the most, I think, yeah. is that these are our honest opinions on whether whether good, whether bad, whether happy or sad. You know, that's just we're gonna tell you guys what we think, and then hopefully with that, what you guys take away at the end of this is a better understanding of where we came from, and maybe it'll get you to watch them or not, or you have and you want to disagree with one of us or agree with one of us or tell us something that we missed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we we'd always appreciate all that stuff with these things. And I, I, I per- yeah, I personally just like love that we are just doing all kinds of fucking movies like we're this week we talked about a silent film from the 20s last time we talked about a batman movie from the 90s man forever baby like it's great you know like we can talk about Ernest scared stupid we can talk about zodiac like like if we enjoy these movies we'll tell you what we like about them and that's you know movies that can be underrated or unappreciated for so many different reasons and if we think it we'll fucking tell you you know (laughs) pretty well said well, I guess that about wraps it up for, for this week's episode. Thank you, everyone out there, for listening. It, it means a lot to us. If you want to go and uh, you know subscribe to us on YouTube, give us a review on iTunes, whatever you want to do, um, send us an email. We're, we're at undercastcompany at gmail.com. 
I just want to mention we we are um, going to be launching a second podcast soon, um, headed up by our very own Ariel Ortiz. Ariel, I don't know if you wanted to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, it's um, called You Haven't Seen It, and it's basically um, takes a movie that is considered an iconic to pop culture or cinematic history, and at least one of us have never seen it. So the first episode is going to be on American Psycho. And we have a good list growing of different movies from um, Butch and the Sundance Kid to... That, yeah, I haven't seen that one. To things like... Um, I'm very excited to see you guys watch that movie. Oh, oh Brother, Where Art Thou? And other movies that beg the question, if you admit to saying that you've never seen it, we'll get the reaction of, you haven't seen it? So... Yeah, also, too, I think, I, uh, I think also, too, it's kind of fun because, like, I feel like a lot of the time, uh, just like us, like, because we talk about movies all the time, no matter what. I mean, we'll talk about what just came out last week or what on Netflix. So it's it's kind of nice because sometimes, like, I guess we, we're so used to watching so many movies. Mm-hmm. You'll talk to other people or other friends and you're kind of like, oh, my God, like, you know, like, like Pulp Fiction or something like that. You'll be like, you've never seen Pulp Fiction? Which I haven't. God, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, but but the thing what I, I think is gonna be fun about this is that people who have probably seen these movies, like if they look at the title, they're gonna be Oh, okay, cool. I wanna hear about that because sometimes you, you just want someone to go out and watch that movie just to hear what they think. Because you're like, Oh my god, I love it so much. Yeah, or and whatever, we're hoping like, to capture our first impression, so we're gonna mm-hmm. do our best to record it as uh, it's definitely af- only see have, having seen it once. So our first mm-hmm. impressions of the movie. Um, for the people who have never seen it before, and but also try to do our best of recording as soon as possible, so it's still fresh in our minds. Yeah, yep. So excited for that. Um, so keep an eye on that, guys. We'll get some more updates to you soon. Um, uh, you know, follow us on Instagram and Facebook for any uh, news on that. But thank you, everyone, for listening today. We have been the Undercast Company. I've been Derek McDuff. Here with me are Fred and Alan Torres. Hey guys. And Ariel Ortiz. Bye. Bye. Thanks for being amazing. And I will see you all in another life. All right, guys. Take it easy. Have a good one. Bye. Be careful. Yeah, stay safe. Wash your hands. <laughs>